Welcome to MS Master's Toolbox. Multiple sclerosis can be challenging to diagnose and to treat. The MS Master's Toolbox provides evidence-driven approaches to manage multiple sclerosis symptoms. In our inaugural episode of MS Master's Toolbox, Dr. Vito Arena and Dr. Ilya Kister of New York University Grossman School of Medicine share tools to help patients with MS manage heat sensitivity and heat intolerance. Hi everyone, and thank you for tuning in. My name is Vito Arena. I'm currently the Neuroimmunology Fellow at NYU Langone. I've been interested in improving quality of life in patients with MS and related disorders. One way of doing that is helping them manage their symptoms. Dr. Ilya Kister and I have been working on a toolbox, if you will, of some evidence-driven approaches to symptom management that may be less well-known, but potentially beneficial. So let's jump in. Symptoms in MS are many and varied. A cross-sectional survey of over 3,000 MS patients over the age of 18 that were U.S. citizens either here or abroad conducted over the internet from November 2012 until January 2013 asked the question, what were your most significant initial symptoms? As you can see, the list is a long one, and patients certainly continue to develop new symptoms throughout their course. Many of our patients have tried various medications for some of their symptoms, but often they would prefer not to add another pill. So we went in search of some hidden gems, some out-of-the-box, non-pharmacological approaches to symptom management that were clear, practical, easy to adopt by our patients, safe with some evidence support that could be impactful for them. Our goal is not to systematically review the literature, but to find studies that particularly lend themselves to the adoption for use and satisfy the above criteria. We'll start the series off with a common issue of heat sensitivity. This has been recognized as a phenomenon in MS for quite a long time, dating back to the 19th century. It's also quite common, with somewhere between 60 to 80% of our patients having reported this symptom in some surveys. A survey from Flesner et al. found that heat sensitivity is highly correlated with many other disabling symptoms, such as fatigue, pain, concentration, and bladder symptoms, amongst others. This underlies the impact that heat sensitivity has on patients in their functional capacity and quality of life. As I mentioned, heat sensitivity is very common. So we ask, is it an important symptom to deal with? The answer is confidently yes, because it not only worsens other symptoms, but also causes exercise intolerance. Exercise-induced worsening of symptoms was first described by Professor Udhoff in 1890. He described the transient worsening of visual symptoms in MS patients after physical exercise. This is now well known as the Udhoff phenomenon. Further work in the 20th century demonstrated the relationship between worsening of MS symptoms and degree of temperature elevation, as well as resolution of those symptoms when heating was discontinued. Everyday activities such as walking and particularly dedicated exercise produces heat-related mechanical inefficiencies in healthy individuals. MS often lowers mechanical efficiencies of patients for various reasons, thus amplifying their heat production for a given task, raising the core body temperature. It is then clear that heat-sensitive MS patients would potentially limit exercise and even daily activities to avoid exercise-induced rise in body temperature that may worsen their symptoms. So what can we do? Well, here are a few options. Exercise selection, cool environment training, cold water or ice slurry ingestion, cooling garments, and pre-cooling. We'll start with exercise selection. As mentioned, many patients avoid exercise due to worsening of symptoms. But exercise is critical not only with regards to their MS, but to their general health. But exercise comes in many different forms, and not all types have the same effect on core body temperature. 
you can break exercise down into two big categories. Endurance exercise, like cardio training, like running, on a treadmill, elliptical, etc. Versus resistance training, calisthenics, resistance bands, lifting weights. This study looked at 16 ambulatory MS patients and how they fared with either type of exercise. They compared endurance training, which was bicycle riding for 30 minutes, to resistance training, which consisted of a 30-minute session of six exercises broken into two sets of 12 reps each, with two-minute rest between each set. On two separate days, participants randomly completed a session of resistance exercise and endurance exercise, or endurance exercise and resistance exercise, respectively. Data was collected pre, post, and one hour after exercise and consisted of a visual analog scale scoring to measure symptoms including fatigue, spasticity, pain, strength, walking imbalance. The five-minute sit-to-stand test, the MS functional composite, and body's way. Composite scores describing average subjective symptom intensity and total number of symptoms were calculated from the visual analog scale scores. The study found that core temperature symptom intensity and number of symptoms experienced by participants were all significantly higher after endurance training compared to resistance training. Changes in core temperature significantly correlated with changes in symptom intensity. Five times sit to stand test, MS functional composite and body sway scores were similar between the two different exercise groups. There were no adverse events reported and the study was limited by its small sample size lack of blinding, uh, and lack of inclusion of higher EDSS scores. So from that, we offer some practical recommendations. For ambulatory MS patients who report exercise intolerance to endurance exercise, you can advise them to trial a balanced program of resistance exercise instead. Next up, we're going to talk about pre-cooling. This is a concept that has been borrowed from the sports science literature. As the name implies, pre-cooling is the general concept of cooling the body before exercise to enhance performance. The idea is to reduce heat stress on the thermoregulatory system and consequently delay the onset of thermally induced fatigue. Here I've included some select studies that illustrate this point. From the sports science literature, a meta-analysis of pre-cooling found that it can effectively enhance endurance performance, obviously a point of great interest for our patients. Jumping into the MS literature, you can find many studies that have looked at various forms of pre-cooling and its effect in MS patients. One systematic review of pre-cooling in patients with MS found that pre-cooling therapy can prevent the symptom worsening due to increased body temperature effects of exercise-induced hyperthermia. It also found that there were no adverse events associated with pre-cooling. Here is an example of a study in the MS literature. This study by White et al. in 2000 took six heat-sensitive persons with MS. It assessed heart rate, core temperature, fatigue impact scale, and time 25-foot walk after 30 minutes of exercise at 60% VO2 max in non-cooled versus pre-cooled conditions. The pre-cooling uh, for this study included 30 minutes of lower body immersion and 16 to 17 degrees of water. They found that the rectal temperature, heart rate, and rating of perceived exertion were lower with pre-cooling. Following the exercise, 25-foot walk and fatigue scores showed greater deterioration in the non-cooled condition. They reported no adverse events. The study was of course limited by the small sample, its unblended nature, and inclusion of patients only with an EDSS less than 5. So in this study, pre-cooling via 30 minutes of lower body immersion in cold water improved fatigue and walking scores compared to no pre-cooling. 
so pre-cooling may allow MS patients to exercise with increased physical comfort. However, this strategy is impractical for most patients because of the time demand, as well as the discomfort it may cause. So, are there other ways to achieve the benefits of pre-cooling? First up, and possibly the simplest solution, is cold water or isolary ingestion. This systematic review found that cold water immersion was perhaps the most effective, but not the most practical option for most people. But isolary ingestion was found to be not only effective, in some studies comparable to cold water immersion, but also easy. The hypothesis is that ice slurry helps reduce core body temperature by energy transfer in the GI system, while also hydrating the patient. Chasing et al. compared exercise with ingestion of cold versus neutral temperature water in 10 patients with relapsing MS versus 10 healthy controls. They measured time to volitional exhaustion or completion of 60 minutes of the exercise program. They found that exercise tolerance increased by about 30% with cold water ingestion in persons with MS. Overall, the intervention was well tolerated, though a few participants did note mild discomfort when drinking cold water. The study did not include subjective measures such as rate of perceived exertion, so such factors cannot be excluded as contributing to the results of this study. So a practical recommendation. We can advise our patients that drinking a glass of ice-cold water every 15 minutes or so while exercising can help counter the negative effects of heat sensitivity in patients with MS. So next, we'll consider environmental temperature control. Adjusting ambient temperature is another feasible option for patients. As most patients have figured out on their own, being in cool room helps them feel better. Well, this study looked to assess the effect of training in a cool room. It looked at 14 people with MS and assessed various objective measures of exercise, including max voluntary contraction, body temperature, subjective fatigue levels, and perceived levels of exertion in two different ambient temperature conditions, 60.8 degrees Fahrenheit versus 69.8 degrees Fahrenheit. They found that exercising, exercising in a cooler room allowed for increased exercise capacity and more stable body temperature. Participants had no adverse events, and the study was limited by a small study size and limited inclusion of patients with higher EDSS scores. Practical recommendation is to exercise in a cool environment, and pre-cooling an exercise room to about 60 degrees Fahrenheit before exercising can help. Lastly, we have wearable products, aka cooling garments. These come in various shapes and sizes, and some employ active cooling with circulating liquids, while others employ passive cooling. There are various types of cooling vests on the market, made with various materials. An ice pack vest is one such example, shown here. There are also various wearable garments, like head and neck wraps, that cool by evaporative measures. And there are a fair number of studies looking at various cooling garments and their effect on exercise. One such is a study by Gonzales et al. It looked at 18 heat-sensitive persons with MS and the effect of cooling vests used during a seven-week training program on various outcomes, such as the Isaac set test, trail making test, six minute walk test, multi-dimensional fatigue inventory, and quality of life measures. They found significant improvement in the Isaac set test, trail making test, six minute walk test. They found improved emotional well-being and cognitive function and decreased fatigue in the cooling vest group. The intervention was well tolerated with no adverse events. It is of course limited by the small sample size and the lack of blinding. Practical recommendation here is that use of a cooling garment can improve exercise performance in our patients with MS. There are various resources to help patients get cooling garments, 
such as the MS Association of America and the National MS Society, which have programs to help fund patients' access to these garments. So in summary, heat sensitivity is a very common symptom in MS and is associated with worsening of symptoms and exercise intolerance. Small studies have shown that several strategies may help avoid overheating and improve exercise tolerance. Resistance exercises cause less core body temperature elevation than endurance exercises. Pre-cooling may preempt rise in body temperature and symptom worsening. Room temperature control may allow one to exercise for longer and more efficiently. And cooling garments may improve exercise efficiency and also be used outside for regular activities when ambient temperature arises. I thank you all for your attention and we'll be back with some further hidden gems to help manage symptoms in MS and related disorders. For a full list of references, please watch the narrated slide set on the neurologyhub.com. Thank you to Drs. Arena and Kister for sharing their knowledge with our listeners in this episode of MS Master's Toolbox. And thanks to you, our listeners. Be sure to visit the neurologyhub.com for more podcasts in the field of multiple sclerosis. MS Master's Toolbox is brought to you by the editors of the Neurology Hub and Practical Neurology.